The Quick Smart Comedy Show was originally broadcast on SoundArt Radio. For more programming, visit soundartradio.org. Coming up on today's show, David and James receive an unexpected email, they turn their hand at songwriting, and a familiar face raises his ugly head, but in a non-business capacity. Welcome to the wonderful world of the quick smile. Comedy show with friends and guests, stuff, things. It's the quick, smart comedy show. Let's meet your hosts, David and James. Hello, and welcome to the Quick Smart Comedy Show on Sound Art Radio with me, Dave. Alongside me is James. James, how's it going, my friend? Hello, David. I'm very well, thank you. Just, you know, living life in the studio as usual in the summer heat. Absolutely, yeah. It's, what, probably about 300 degrees Celsius in here? I would say at least 300, maybe even 500, David. Yeah, you've never been one for units of measurement, have you? Oh, yeah, you know, sums like a hot, David. Well, um, if you can uh, if you can hear any sizzling in the background, don't worry. That's just where the uh, sweat is dripping off my head and landing yeah. on the um, the equipment, which is red hot and just evaporating instantly. Yeah, well, it's obviously the only cooling system that Olaf will have, uh, you know, bothered to pay for. He, he he thinks, you know, as long as we can sweat, we can, you know, keep it wet. And by that, he means do the work. Yeah, he often does just whistle towards me. You know, I want to make you sweat by... Uh, yeah, well he, well, he starts off by saying, whistle while you work. And then it, 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 that turns into, I want to make you sweat. Yeah. 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 It's quite the remix. I'll give him that. Yeah. He's got into a lot of trouble with the young interns, isn't he? Though? The one intern. Yep. Yep. He's got in yeah, trouble with her. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, enough of the uh, the, the um, management indiscretions at the station. Um, this is a quick smart comedy show on Sound Art Radio. Uh, if you're just tuning in for the first time, you're in for a lovely summer hit treat. You know, we've got a lovely show coming up for you. A lot of fun, a lot of summer a lot of comedy uh and it's a show so what more more can you say david uh well you said quite a lot there you've jammed a lot of words into that sentence thank you i thought maybe james we just kick off describing you know i know you're a man about town that's true w- what have you been doing you know the last few weeks you see, how, are you how asking you... about my summer david how james have you been enjoying your summer i've been enjoying it very much david i've been you know swimming okay we're we talking sea we're talking pool I've started in the pool because the pool is very close to the sea where we live. And you can, just from the pool, you can kind of see, you can kind of, you know, map out exactly how it would go if you did venture into the sea. What hazards there were, you know, what trips you could fall on, all this kind of thing. Um, and it's only happened twice so far that I've accidentally found a World War II bomb that hasn't been detonated yet. So. What, in the swimming pool? In between the swimming pool and the sea, yeah. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. Just, just on the road. Yeah, well, the thing is, obviously, you're very aware of the bombs on the beach. And you're very, you know, you're, you're looking for them when you're in the sea. Mm. But you know, in between, in between the swimming pool and the sea, that's where they get you, David. Because you think it's um, going to be a road. Yeah, so you're saying that over the past, what, 75 years? Uh-huh. There's been two unexploded bombs just, what, on the pavement, on the road? Yeah, well, have you not been between the swimming pool and the sea? It's like a little intersection junction, and then there's like a kind of a, a multi-layered bridge on, on top of that. What, and where were the bo- where were the bombs? Just on ne- in the in the bit in the... in the underpass. So yeah. the bombs were in an underpass. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. How did they get under that? Was there was the underpass built around the bombs? Well, I, well, thinking about it now, maybe they did do that. Yeah, just like can't deactivate them. Let's just build underneath them. Oh. Well, that's interesting. Did you call anyone about those? Uh, well, no, that's why it happened twice. It was only the one bomb, but I um, thought, what? Well, Answered another one? No, I just thought, well, someone else has got to take care of this and just carry it onto the sea. Oh, okay. And it happened the next day too, so obviously they didn't. Don't look forward to tomorrow, David, I'll tell you that. Fair enough. Well, that's interesting. So you've... Yeah. Uh, what about you? What about you, David? What have I been doing? I've been... Um, I've mainly just been sort of inside. What? Just What have I been inside? Yeah. My house. Oh, right, I see. Oh, yeah. I thought maybe there's some unexploded bomb or something you were just there. No, no, I've, um, you know, I've been looking out the window and seeing the sun and going, oh, that looks nice out there. But, um... 
I mean, you often say to me when I do see you at work, look in my eyes, what do you see? And you get into a whole spiel about, you know, what you've been doing that day. Uh, yeah, from the inside. And I say, why do you go outside? I'm going down to the pool. Do you want to come? Mm. You give me a lecture about unexploded bombs. And yeah. obviously, you know, we get into that argument about, you know, why they're there, how they got there, how many there are. And uh, then we come full circle back to, uh, you know, you staying inside. Yeah, I mean, I've got um, I've got very pale skin. That's true. So I don't I don't like to, I burn easily, James, which is why um, I like to stay inside. Often you'll leave on my door uh, what you call a burn notice, which is just the level of burn that you expect to get that day if you did go outside. Exactly. It's quite weird for the guests sometimes at the B and B when they've just come in and there's um you've got the wrong door and on the thing it just says burn notice and they think oh have I got to leave or we've lost a lot of custom that way because they do fear that there's some sort of maniac who maybe is going to try and set fire to you yeah know, 38 rooms. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we've been doing this summer. Uh, we thought it'd be a fun kickstart to the show if we maybe uh, opened a couple of pieces of mail uh, from our listeners. I don't want to say fans, because that's presuming too much. Um, and maybe we'd get, you know, the general feel of what other people are doing with their summers, David. I mean, you've got quite a lot of mail there. Oh, um, I've got a fair amount, yeah. If I um, just open this one, this is... Um, yeah, what do you got there, David? You've this got, is a um, letter from Leslie Bootle. Leslie Bootle. Leslie Bootle. Wow. Uh, what's she been up to? She says she's been um, pruning the plants on the local roundabouts. Wow, and she thought that was important enough to write into a comedy show. To let us know. Wow, thank you, Leslie. They, they may say you're a prune, but... I disagree. No, she has been pruned. She has been pruned. Right, yeah, sure. That doesn't, yeah. So that's wrong. Could quite work. Um, Have you got any there? I've got a few, yeah. I've got one myself just here. Just open this one up. Just, oh, it's already open. Have you been opening these? No. Right, well, this one's been opened and it says, I mean, I think you have opened this one, David, because it's singing your praises quite a lot. Oh, really? Yeah, it's typed as well. So it's hard to trace who uh, who sent this one in. Absolutely uh, impossible. It says, uh, Dear Quick Smart Show, um, Dear guests, dear listeners, dear host, brackets David, and co-host, brackets James. Mm. Bit suspicious. Well, straight the, the writer knows your place. Well, uh, it goes on to say, David, that uh, this person loves the show, um, especially likes the shout-outs to all the, all the fans out there, and uh, obviously uh, the shout-outs to all those people with uh, bird notices on on the old summer watch. Ah, so, fellow fan of the old burn notice. Yeah, it's weird because no one else ever, ever, ever mentioned burn notice. So, well, um, yeah. Who, who's that from? It ends with "Keep your pecker up, mystery man." Oh, intriguing. <laughs> it took a kind of weird twist at the end there, because I, what I'm presuming is you've written this. So, in in the way that it's written and it ends with that, it's quite weird. Because you're kind of mentioning yourself there in a kind of sexual well, tone. No, I, I think that that phrase just means you know, um, keep your chin up. But you've ended it with mystery man, kiss, kiss, kiss. Have I? I mean, you said I there, so you've kind of rumbled yourself no, there. But it I'm... definitely is you then, that you no, did this. when I say I, I mean he. As, right. As he, as I, he. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, okay. Any more mail there from uh, other people? I mean... Yeah, I've got one from... Um, who's this one from? This one... You want to big that one up? That's a parcel we've got there, not just a humble letter. Well, yeah, I'd say it's a sort of... It's a small parcel, a small package, I'd sure. say. Shall oh, I... yeah, stop holding it. Open it. Shall I just put that to the side? No, or... open it. Okay. What do you got there, David? It appears to be um, some temporary tattoos. Right, what... Uh, okay. Did you ask for some temporary tattoos from maybe a company? Uh, no, I mean, I haven't worn temporary tattoos since I was a, a wee nipper. Right. And I had some Power Rangers ones. Oh, really? That's yeah. interesting. I, I I only had a few temporary tattoos. You would get them at the side of the swimming pool. You, you know, you would just click the machine, you put like 20p in, you, you would take the handle and you'd get one out and it would be kind of a mystery what you would get. You would get maybe like an anchor or mm. um, some mussels or like some birds or a seagull or something. General seaside ones. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm just talking about temporary tattoos. I don't remember a dispenser at the yeah. side of the swimming pool. Well, it's gone now. Oh. Yeah, they built a small bridge over it. So. Okay. Well, um, this well, this is exciting. Bit of a bit of a blast from the past for us. Yeah. What, we what, what have we got? Some um, seagulls? No, that appears to be... Um, oh, I think that's uh, Ringo Starr. Ringo Starr, okay. This, well, uh, you're giving Ringo to me. Yeah. Well, I'm not interested in temporary tattoos particularly anymore, uh, not being a child. That one's... Um, oh, um, I'll take that one, George Harrison, my favourite. Well, you've got George Martin as well there. If you oh, want to, George Martin. Yeah. George is there. 
Yeah, you've got um, Brian Epstein. So you've right, seen... okay. I'm not sure who that is. Paul McCartney. Oh, I know Paul. So I'm um, nothing here of any intro. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. What have you got there, David? A John Lennon temporary tattoo. It's gold as well, David. Oh, wow. It's a... Oh, this must be like the sort of shiny equivalent you know this is this must be a rare one i think that's the ultra ghost rare you got there david oh wow should i should i put it on uh i would personally david i'd keep it for some sort of collectible uh ensemble yeah you're probably magazine right. or something i'm gonna keep it nearby i'm gonna keep it in my pocket i don't want anyone you, you know, should stealing you should. it yeah i'll keep these in my pocket uh oh just accidentally put a ring on the lower back <laughs> there so the rest will go in the pocket yeah well thank you very much whoever that's from who's that from david that was from um colin cracknell Colin Cracknell. Yep. Well, you can't make that up, can you? So thank you, Colin. Big shout out to you there. Obviously a big Beatles fan. Well, yeah. is he? He's giving them away. Maybe well, he just true. doesn't like the Beatles. Well, could either be a big or small Beatles lover or hater. Uh, interesting you didn't care for the rest of me. You did like John. So that's a... Well, you learn something every day, don't you, David? Well, you know, I've always been a big fan of John. He's, you know, he's the... Uh, some say he's the main songwriter. He's the face of the Beatles, the main singer, you know, lead... Was he lead? Was he lead? Did he lead the guitar? I think he led something, yeah. Yeah, he was the sort of the leader. Yeah. He's just the best Beatle. Sure. Well, you know, as Beatles go, he's up there, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've got some emails, David. We should probably get through just before we start the show. The main show, obviously. This is just the preamble. <laughs> this is the pre-show. Uh, and if you are enjoying it, please let us know on Twitter. That's twitter.com forward slash quicksmartshow. Uh, uh, the other the other, the social medias are out there, but we just mainly use that one because uh, we find the other one's hard to use and manage. So, yeah, what have we got, David, via email? Uh, email, here we go. Here's one from... Um... Geordie Peel. What's Geordie Peel want to say? Geordie Peel just saying, hi, guys. That's it. Right, obviously he's uh, accidentally sent that there uh, before he finished the rest of the conversation. So, Geordie, if you're out there still listening... Um, we... I mean, he did full stop it, so maybe that is the whole email. Yeah, I mean, normally you'd put a comma, wouldn't you? Hi, guys, yeah. then go in comma, then the rest of the is email. Is that a chain mail, perhaps? Is that some sort of chain email? He's got the rest Ch- on... Chain mail, no, no. That's the sort of the garb worn by the knight, isn't it? Right, chain right. mail. Because <laughs> obviously there's no other emails there. Have we got any others, David? Um, yeah... What's that one? I wouldn't touch that one, David. That's kind of a, what does that got say? a black header there. Everything's in black, and then it, it's gone straight to your spam there. Yeah, no. And it's saying, don't open this one. Are you sure you want to open it? You keep clicking yes, David. Maybe just don't yeah. open that one. Yeah. Well, you, yeah. David, I'm going to have to take away the mouse privileges of you to keep clicking on it because I don't think you should click on Well, all this. No, the, the skull and crossbones means um, open. <laughs> it's open, David. Heading Death Chain Letter. Interesting. Well, is that interesting? That sounds very, very dramatic. Well, uh, that's what we want for the show. A bit of drama, no, right? Comedy. No, well, co- comedy drama. That's popular, isn't it? No. Name four. Comedy drama. Um, the fact that you even had to repeat the genre means you probably don't know that many. Right. Okay. What's the email say? Death Chain Letter. You must compose a hit single, brackets, in the summer genre... Within one hour, or you will die. All readers must forward this email to two friends when completed. I expect that summer hit smash banger within the hour. Do we know two people with email addresses we can forward it on to? Right, Olaf, he's got an email address. Did you realise what this is, David? If we don't don't get a number one smash hit banger single by the end of the hour... We're going to die, David. James, calm down. You, you're you always talking about, you know, your great interest in music and how you're going to be a great rock star one day. This is your chance. This is the impetus you need to write a hit single, James. I can't play any instruments, David. But you're always talking about guitars. And... I'm always holding guitar. Yeah, sure. You've seen the pictures, David. Sure. I'm at band practice occasionally. Sure. I haven't finished one band practice yet. We get into a fight usually. Right. Well, if There's you... so much wrestling. If you insist on having your band practices in a wrestling dojo... That is going to happen. We'll be fine, James. Because, you know, I, I have faith in you that you can write a hit single. But failing that, we've got a guest coming up. I'm sure he, yeah, can, um, okay. he can give us a bit of input. Yeah. You know? Is it okay? Are they, I don't, I've never really talked to him in depth. Though. Are they musically inclined? Probably. Right. Well, yeah, that's a, that's a presumption we should probably make at this time and junction. Absolutely. So I can only presume that uh, after the break, we're going to compose a hit single with our guest. <laughs> Quick smart comedy show. Welcome back to the Quick Smart Comedy Show on Sound Up Radio with me, James. Alongside me is David. Greetings. We could be in some sticky wicket trouble, David. I know that you've 
put the brake on the old problem solving, but uh, I'm still up there with trying to solve this problem because as you can see from that email that we had previously, the death chain letter, the old computer's been hacked and there's a countdown clock on there. Yeah, that uh, skull and crossbones is back, just uh, flashing away. It's laughing now and it's got a timer underneath with about 42 minutes left on it. Yeah, I mean, going down over for, yeah, 41.59. 4158, 4157. So, um, yeah, going down, down, deeper and down. I mean, we've got a guest. He's sat here already, ready to grow, ready to rock, ready to roll. But uh, my question to you, David, as the co-host is, mm -hmm. should we spend our resources and valuable time on, you know, smashing on the keys? Well, my thought is, James, that um, this man, you know, he's worked in the, um, the radio industry for a long time. He's bound to, you right. know, have some musical ideas. He's going to pick things up along the way. Sure. I mean, what you're saying, essentially, David, is that just let this problem be and we'll get back to it later. Let it be. Sure. Okay. Uh, I guess now is the right time to introduce our guest. He has been on the show before. Returning listeners will recognize him. Uh, and he has only been ever on the show in a kind of work capacity, David, mm. uh, which has caused us many problems. Uh, oh, I lied to you, David. <laughs> you were there. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Uh, let's bring it up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but he's always seemed like an interesting figure. I don't know what is, where his politics lie. I don't understand where he lives, what he does, where his money comes from, what he supports in the sport. So let's get into it. Uh, joining us is Ofcom Enforcer Emerald Clayton. Emerald, thanks for being with us. Sorry, am I on now? Is yeah, it... sorry, you can put down your phone. I know we said you could just kind of uh, zone out while we do the uh, intro bit, but yeah, now is a good time to zone back in. Right, sorry, you know, I know that it's not good practice to have mobile phone on in on-air studio. But is I, it not? No. Right. But, but I am, you know, off-duty. Right, okay, and should we talk over each other as that? Yes! Right, okay, right, well, or not. So, David, if you could just speak and then we could speak over each other and maybe get into a kind of rhythm. Or, um, I'm still going, David, you're not joining in at any point, David? Well, I fear talking over you, James. Right, okay, let's drop that then. Emerald. Yes. Please state for the record who you are. My name is Emerald Clayton. I am an Ofcom enforcer. That's right. And uh, many people don't know what an Ofcom enforcer does. And we're not going to talk about it. Frankly, Emerald, you seem like an interesting guy. And I want to get into the into the, the, the long weeds of who you are, what you do and why you do it. I mean, obviously, your main feature is you've got a lot of tattoos of Ofcom rules. But as I say, not interested in Ofcom today. Just just you. What do you want to know? Uh, well, well that's a good question. You, you should be in interviewing us. Okay, who are you? Uh, James. Okay, who are you? David. Okay, have I met you before? Yes. Right, okay. I just need to check the tattoos. Yep, he's checking his tattoos there. Obviously, uh, rule 94, always be a gentleman. Emerald, my first question is, was that written on your arm before the year 1990 when it was a bit more, you know, uh, one-sided with the pronouns? I, I do not compute. Goes over your head. Okay, fair enough. What team do you support? In what? United or City? In what? Uh, good question. Oh. David, if I could just take you aside for one second. Mm. He's really got where he gets the ropes with these questions. I'm, I'm... That's why he's the enforcer. Right, yeah. You know, no one can... He's, uh, he's tricky. I'll give him that. Okay, I, if I can interrupt. I have found your faces on my arm. Right, okay, yeah, we, we should probably explain this. Or maybe you could, uh, Emerald. Um, you are being interviewed, of course. <laughs> uh, yes. Why do you have people's faces tattooed on you? You see, I am an Ofcom enforcer, but I know you don't want to talk about job, but job is main part of my life. Right, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, go ahead. I am an enforcer. My job is to find people who break the Ofcom rules and enforce the rules against them. Okay, okay, and you've still got, you haven't got many tattoos at the moment. I, I presume just for space purposes that you, what, do you get them lasered off after you find them or? Correct. Once I have found my target, Mm. And I have uh, neutralized them, so to speak, by ensuring that they are following the Ofcom rules laid down by the founders and the higher council. Yeah, but it's a weird thing, actually, Emerald, because um, we've obviously had a bit of a run-in before when we were, you know, uh, barred from the station. You've actually still got our faces tattooed on your left arm there. And you're... Did you not want to get that one removed? 
Well, if I can just backtrack for a second, the reason I have David, just a quick tete-a-tete, mm-hmm. David. He's he's taking control of this this interview by the horns. He's he not really he's is. not giving me anything. He's <laughs> not. You are looking like inch a inch for inch. Um, he's going to be enforcing against you soon, James, because yeah. you've got to be breaking some sort of quality control rule at Ofcom. And it was at that point in my life that I realised I had short-term facial recognition memory loss. Right. Okay, that's an inflection I've not heard of before. Let's get into that. What it means is. I see a face. Don't we all? I see your face. In a cloud, in a smile of a child. In an Ofcom-regulated radio studio. In the tear of a widow. Yes. I guess on your arm too. Absolutely, on my tricep. Why are we there? So, I see a face. I'm shown photo of person I enforce rules against. Okay. But I only remember for a short time their face. I think I've got him, David. I think this next question's going to land a blow on him. Oh, go, go for it. Emerald? Just keep the photo. Well, that's not a question, it's a statement. Oh, damn, I blew it, David. I continue my story. I do not remember face when I leave room with photo in. So I have to leave the room, run down to the local tattoo parlor. I should say this, this is an interesting point about Emerald. His left hand's been cleft off with some sort of, uh, I don't know, machete or something. I don't know how it happened, but it's been replaced by some sort of electric um, tattooing machine. Oh, yes. You see, the the problem... Is it always just faces or you've got just general short-term memory loss? Because you didn't realise that you had had that until you looked over at your hand. No, it's... You see, um, I... I mean, it's going all the time. I can't... It's it's on silent, I guess. The needle always going. I never know when I need to suddenly tattoo someone's face. I I thought for a second you were just being disrespectful because you had your hand on the desk there and it was really just pumping the wood, just sparking everywhere. But obviously you've got got short-term memory loss and it's just you forgot that you had it. Well, maybe. You see, I used to um, run out of the room, uh, run down to the tattoo parlor. I used to try and describe the face that I wanted tattooed. It would never look the same. My descriptions... No good enough. So what was the photo at this point? The photo was uh, carefully locked away in the Ofcom vault. Right. Oh, I see. They can't. You can't leave the building with the photo. Exactly. Obviously, data breach. GDPR. Right. They then decided. The Council of Elders then decided that the only way to proceed was to lop off my left arm and install a mobile tattoo device. The, the wrist is the bit you can see. This upper bit of the arm between sort of wrist and elbow is also a tattoo machine, but yeah. they've done it to make it look like arm. Right, I see, yeah. I guess that's where the funny bone is, David. They're talking about the Good Smart Comedy Show. <laughs> <laughs> no, my funny bone was removed and replaced with artificial limb. I'm so sorry. No, don't, don't apologise. This is a great honour to receive mobile tattoo device. Is that what you call it, the tattooer? The, the machine? I don't know. What, what oh, is that? The, yeah, the it's no, it's called a mobile tattoo device. Right, okay. I'm just, uh, it's just part of me now. It's just, you know. Right, I, but, but when I told you about it, like, because mm. I had to tell you about it, mm. it, like, I didn't have to ask about it. I had to actually, like, make it a statement. Like, you've got an arm that has a tattoo machine. Yes. You didn't seem to realize at the time. No, well, you see, I am, a lot of my friends are androids. You know, it's quite normal for them to have, you know, part sort of, Carbon-based body parts, part you know, metallic. Right, of course. Do you know actually, it's a bit. It maybe it's rude on my part, and it's also kind of presuming a certain you know a body type on you that is actually, you know, it's actually not right for us to do that. So I do apologise because you know there there is no norm. I'm actually quite impressed with you to have that mindset of you know actually you know breaking down those kind of barriers and stereotypes. You don't conform, and that's. Well, you, you do you do conform because there is no conformity is what I'm what I'm saying. No, everyone must conform with Ofcom rules. Got it. Okay. Just a quick clock update, David. What are we on? Uh, at the moment, we're on. Um, oh, that's about thirty-six minutes, James. Right. And uh, now is a good time to ask you, Emerald. You've danced the dance of radio. You've uh, dattled the dit of it all, and lined the dots and eyes and the t's. What are your thoughts on chain death? letters because we may have an interesting story for you if i could just uh, lift up my uh, my trouser leg you will see ofcom rule 374 yep any death chain letter received on air must be enforced rigorously uh david do you have a follow-up point to maybe uh i don't want to say that we don't have a death letter chain email because well that'd be a lie wouldn't it because we do what oh uh what what 
What did he say? What did he What did he say? Yeah, Emerald, we uh we act Be quiet, you. Okay, well, I demand your answer now. What do you say about Death Chain Letter? Well, accidentally earlier, well, I mean, James warned me not to open it, but I opened it um, quite readily. We got a Death Chain Letter, just saying if we don't, you know, write a hit single by the end of the show, sort of within the hour, uh, we're going to be killed. This is very, very serious. If, if I could just get, yeah, if you can just take the, uh, oh, the, the, the tattoo off my throat, that, yeah. Uh, yeah. Speak. Uh, um, yeah, that is all true. Um, our main question now, if you can just forget about the death letter for a second, do you know how to write a hit song? I do not. All I know is how to enforce Ofcom rules. And Ofcom rule on my calf clearly states that I must enforce this death chain letter. What? Sorry, what are you talking about? By the end of the show, you must have written a hit single or you will breach the Ofcom rules. I can't play instruments, I, uh, Emerald. David, he's leaving. David, David, stop him. You're moving away from him, David. He's getting, he, he's open the door, David, he's leaving. No, no, he's left. Oh, I tried to stop him, James. Well, you, oh, did you? Yes. How? With my eyes. I, the way I looked at him, I tried to, you know... Well, he look. wasn't looking at you, though. I know, but I just thought, if I look at him sort of alluringly, maybe he'll want to come and talk to me. Now, I'm an interesting, enigmatic Well, I saw you give him your card, Mystery Man XXX, but that didn't do much, did it? No, I didn't. Did he understand what that meant? Can you write a hit song? I, I, he's, he's a strange chap. Strange times, Dave. We've got to write a hit song. Yeah, well, we'd, uh, we'd better crack on with that, hadn't we? Yeah, we best. Yeah. You said that was going to help. Yeah, I thought it was, but actually, I don't think it did. So we've actually yeah, got about, well... 30 minutes till we die, yeah. Well, till you write a hit song. Well, you, well, you, you got to help. Oh, okay. Quick smart comedy show. Welcome back to the Quicksmart Comedy Show on Sound Up Radio with me, James. David has left the room. I don't know where he's gone. I've been smashing these keys trying to get some sort of beat going. Um, you know, I've got a shoe here just smashing that about. Uh, dubstep, that's a thing. James, that's... Hip-hop. That's great. R&B. You all right? Summer hits, David. I, I need a summer hit. Yeah, what you were doing sounded quite good. Were you smacking a shoe on a keyboard? That was right, yeah. Yeah, that's really good. Was it? Yeah, I liked it. Well, I didn't record it. Oh, no, that could have been big. Where have you been? Well, don't worry, you know, um, I've got things under control. I have been out and got someone who we, we know, you know, a good friend of ours who right, is... Right, okay. Some sort of pop star? Well, in a way, they're involved in the music business. Great. I can't wait, David, because I don't know any pop stars. So when you say it's someone that we know that is a huge pop star with fingers in every pie, David, I'm excited. Well, I mean, that might be overstating it a little. It's, uh, well, why don't you come in, Larry? It's, uh... Larry Gibbons of Shallow Boat. Oh, I can just stop you there, chappy. Uh, yeah, I'm actually Gary Gibbons. I'm uh, Larry's brother. Estranged. Right, no, sorry, no, you're Larry. What? I know it's confusing. Cause no, all, I'm, I'm Gary. All three of you look the same and sound the same. Listen here, Sonny Jim. You, you know, I'm Gary Gibbons, the estranged brother of Larry Gibbons. You know, that Barry, he's there too sometimes. Uh, most people recognise me because I'm the one with one foot in the grave. What do you mean? Both physically and in the music business. Oh, right, okay. Who is this, sorry, David? This is Larry Gibbons. No, this is Gary Gibbons. Who's Larry Gibbons and who's Gary Gibbons? Right. Well, this is Larry Gibbons, and if you remember, I'm Gary Gibbons. Larry Gibbons here. Have you got a slight beach impediment there? No, you see, what happened, James? If you remember, we met Larry before. Again, I'm Gary. Okay, right. We'll we'll, we'll park that for a second. We met we met a Gibbons before. Gary Gibbons. Larry Gibbons, and he was, uh, uh, you know, the the main man from the the band Shallow Boat. That's right. At one point, Larry Gibbons and myself, Gary Gibbons, along with Barry Gibbons, formed. A funk band, another name, Shallow Boat. You've got that much right, Sonny Jim. Then, obviously, if you want me to break down the history, then there formed a slight sub-band called Contra. Well, it's more electric funk folk beat. That was with Barry. Larry then steered heavily into just Shallow Boat solo work. Me being Gary Gibbons, mainly focused on covers of Shallow Boat songs. And when I say covers, I just mean Shallow Boat songs that I was not supposed to be playing. Well, that's a very nice history. But obviously, when I contacted you, I phoned Larry's house. Right. Yeah, Larry picked up the phone. Gary, yes. I then spoke to Larry. Right, Gary. And I said, Larry, do you want to come on the show? And I said, yes. And Larry said, yes. Gary said, yes. So, oh, chaps, I, I'm just... So I think I get what the problem is here, chaps. 
the fact that I was living in Gary's house and claiming to be Larry for a long period of time there, and also was taking a lot of work based on Gary being Larry, got a couple of lines crossed there. And I think actually, now that you say that chap, when you phoned up and I picked up and said Larry Gibbons, guy from Shallow Boat. Yeah, I mean, that's probably part of the reason. But Have you got any work for me? And then obviously, yeah, I invited you here to help us write a hit song. And I said, I'll be down there in two jiffies. Uh, just if I could take you back as well. Uh, I don't know if you're getting a little confused because you said that you were in Gary's house pretending to be Larry. So as Larry, what is he? Sub- did I say you? that? You did, yeah. Right, I didn't mean it. Right, okay. No, I've been living in Larry's house. See, the thing about me, Gary, is I'm homeless. Okay. I've been for 15 years. You know, I uh, have a fair few drinks now and again like everybody does. Well, yeah. And I used to play the drums. Drums in shallow boat. Is anything else you want to know about me, chaps? Is um, I, or am I just okay to collect me pay? I mean, you see that countdown clock there? Yeah. Do you reckon? Well, I see eight of them. Which one do you want me to focus on? All eight. They're the right. same. Right. Okay. Before all eight of those clocks get to zero, do you reckon you can create a hit summer record? I couldn't do that in 15 years. But I don't think I can do it in 85 million seconds. Right. Okay. Well... Do you not have anything in the back catalogue? You said you would... If I could just, you know, sidebar that for a second and just say, uh, I have been living in Larry's house. Sure. Was that confusing? I don't know. Don't think so. Oh, very. I have been claiming to be Larry. Sure. Was that confusing? I don't think so. But it confused you earlier because you forgot whose house you were living in. Yeah, well, I've had a drink. Larry's on tour with Shallow Boat. The band. Well, we should... Do you know where they are? We can maybe no, get them in. Right. No, I just know how long they're away for. So I... Yes, yes, I've been living in his house while he's away. I've been eating his food while he's away. I've been wearing his suits for 15 years. It's a nice... Well, it looks like it was a nice suit. Yeah, it was, yeah. Uh, now I've been taking work as Larry to help pay off me life debts. Okay. I've got a fair few life debts. Right. I'm not hoping this gig that I've just got now was going to pay off some of that life debt. What, you mean here now? That's where you hired me, chap. Well, we didn't so much hire you. Well, I will leave that conversation there. You hired me. Uh, The thing with the old music, the old kicking of the beats and all that, you know, I am a drummer, that's true. I did play in Shallow Boat. Most of me drum beats, though, were just mainly me head smashing against the drum kit as I parsed out. Okay. And that created a kind of sporadic beat that a lot of the time Larry and Barry, who's the other guy, could uh, form some sort of avant-garde jazz around. Okay, would you describe any of that, of you smashing your head onto the drum kit, a summer smash hit? I would not. Okay, uh, do you maybe... Do you have anything, you know, that we can use? I'm feeling that maybe James and I are running well, out of time. you know, when I'm down on me luck, which has been the last 15 years, right. and I'm trying to come up with a hit, which has been the last 15 years, what I'd usually do, now that the internet's a thing, is I'd upload shallow boat songs, but slowed down or sped up, or maybe just reversed, flipped, whatever I can do with, you know, the limited time in the library. And then I'd upload them onto, uh, you know, uh, various platforms, SoundCloud, MixCloud, iTunes, whatever I got. And what I would do then is maybe just rename the song and just try and get some sort of, you know, limited run with that before, you know, the old computer hackers would find out that this is the same song. Oh, I see what you're doing there, Gary. And I've actually got an example if you want to hear it. Oh, yeah, put it on. Can this could be some sort of summer smash hit? Uh, no. Okay, well, put it on anyway, just so we can... Uh... Sure. That was actually pretty good, Larry. That was actually good. Yeah. I don't want to say great because obviously there's a kind of speed issue there. It's quite hard to hear. But in terms of just making something from nothing, or no, nothing from something, uh, you've really got something there, Gary. Yeah, you've really made nothing from something. Sounds great to me, chaps. Uh, what, what, what's next? Do we go on tour? Well, no, I think what we'll probably do is, um, thank you, thank you for your time, Gary. We, no problem. We've I'll just sit here twiddling my thumbs until you pay me. Pay you what? Hmm? Sorry, no, what? Hmm? No, we um we just invited you on just as a guest of the show. You know, Larry Larry and Barry came on for free. I 
think the problem here, chaps, is I I thought I was going to get paid uh, a hefty finder's fee. Right. For finding me. Not well, no. We're going have... on your show. You know, this is the internet, isn't it? Or radio or whatever you do. Both. Both. Both, yeah. Well, I get two invoices, essentially. No, no, no invoices. We haven't got... We don't have a budget, we, Yeah, for, sorry. It's, there's actually um, community radio, um, the internet, and it's all free. Uh, so we don't actually get paid ourselves, and we don't pay guests to come on. It's more just goodwill, I guess. Yeah, so bye, Larry. Goodbye. Okay. Wait, walked out of the room backwards, David. Larry Gibbons, everyone. Larry there, good friend of the show. We've got him a couple of times before, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, lovely guy. Well, I'm excited, David. Let's get down to it. We've got about 15 minutes left. And uh, I think about now, David, is the time that we should start working on our tune for the old summer smash hit. So let's smash out this smash hit, summer smash banger wallop. Quick smart comedy show. Welcome back to the Cooksmart Comedy Show on Sound Out Radio with uh, David alongside David, me, James. Yeah, um, you, you sound quite chipper there, James. Well, I am, David. I've uh, smashed the keys together. I've done a bit of wink, wink, remixing, wink, wink, you know, uh, music. Yeah. The thing the old is, music, David. I think there's a bit too much wink, wink, and it's just... I think Emerald's going to see right through it. <laughs> I don't think so, David. With this, with this tune that we've smashed together, we've got a smash hit. Uh, not only are we are not going to die, David, we're going to get a top ten hit. Yeah, well, um, I I personally am not convinced of that. Based on that song, I don't think that song is going to get. You talked about David. You were there. You were there. Yeah, we we remastered it, remixed it. You know, came out. I don't want to say remix. It's a whole different thing, isn't it? Yeah, original work. Well, allegedly, you're saying it's a new song. So, well, we're both saying that, David. Are we? The the whole show is saying that. Otherwise, we could get in trouble. Well, look at the clock. Uh, well, let's see what happens. Well, keep eh? your keep your mouth shut, David. Zip it up because look who's coming back. Emerald, Emerald, welcome back. <laughs> nice to see you, yeah. Emerald. Yeah, just shake your hand there. Shake his hand, David, come on. Yeah, hello, Emerald. Oh. Patted on his back there, David, uh, quite firmly. Yeah, well, just you're a good you're a good friend of mine, Emerald. Most oh. people shake hands like I did. No, I'm, 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 I'm a back slapper. Uh, just so you know, Emerald, we were slapping the bass just a minute ago, rather than the, on the back, uh, the, the, the bass. Are you telling me you have written Summer Smash? Oh, uh, that absolutely we have, yeah. Okay. Before we get to business, I just need to check one thing. Mm-hmm. I just look my shoulder. David, he's checking his arm. He's checking his arm to see who's here. Yep. You check out. You are James. That's right, yep. And, Do you uh, want me to sit next to it? Just the eyes That there. would help. Yep, okay. Uh, different old photo, but okay. So it looks quite you, like me, yeah. You've got different haircut, but I tell by... Uh, oh, it's a good by, haircut, yeah. ...by skull. Well, that's a bad haircut. And you are... Uh, Yep, you got same. There, David, there, just, yep, okay, that will lines uh, up. I remember you, you got such big head, it take up a lot of my skin. <laughs> yeah, it's gone onto your neck there. Yeah, it's become neck right. tattoo. Right, okay. Okay, so I know I'm dealing with David and James. Right, and, um, okay, so, uh, what happens now, Emerald? Okay. We should play you the song, because we've got a smasher. No, if I just first give you these forms, if you can sign these, these are just right. saying... what are these, sorry? These what just, are these forms for? Just... These just say that uh, you have produced a summer smash hit all by yourself, no help from anybody else, and that uh, Ofcom are willing to allow the uh, death chain letter to be waived, because you're satisfied the requirements of the death chain yeah, letter. All, all parties are very... Yeah, okay, sure. Yes. So uh, if you like to put your John Hancock on there. Okay, and what happens if we've lied and accidentally some, done some sort of remix on some sort of classic hit? If you check uh, Clause 18... Clause 18, yep. Yes. Just, uh, permanent um, impetuity of the parties. I'm not sure what that means, Emerald. Yes, what it means is uh, if you do not create a hit or if you lie about creating a hit, I will be able to unleash the Ofcom power ring, which you see I wear here on my right hand because I have no fingers on my left arm. Right, and uh, just a quick check of what that is. Is it worse than death? Because that's what we would face if we didn't produce a original hit song uh, well uh, yes you face death from the mystery death chain letter sender or you will be sucked into the ring and you will be kept there in perpetuity where it will just be the two of you in some sort of how do we say your essence will be trapped in uh, some sort of oblivion type twilight zone yeah oblivion 
Right, okay, oblivion, right? Yeah, is that the word I look for? Sure. So, um... <laughs> Sorry, say that again. That word you look for. That's the word I be looking for. Right, okay, because it sounded almost a bit Italian there or something. No, no, no. No, no, mamma mia, no. Uh, some, uh, some have said, well, we presume because they never come out of ring. Right. But we presume that their essence is crying, this is worse than death. Right, and that's why we, uh, we face that if we've lied or if we haven't done it, we face just death. Correct. Right, okay, well, uh, I'll just sign that there. That's all fine, because obviously we have done that. Well, yeah, well... Just sign, David. Yes, Come on, give okay. me your hand. There you go, we've done yeah. it. Great, right, right. Uh, <laughs> this is a quick sidebar for you, Emerald. Uh, mm. If uh, it all goes pear-shaped for whatever reason, obviously you would have mercy on us, as we're just uh, good friends by now. We're just close buddies of yours, aren't we? No. Right, yeah, sure. I am an Ofcom enforcer. My duty, my life, it belongs to Ofcom. The proceedings will begin. So now we've got, uh, David, if you uh, are ready to hear what we've created, uh, this is the sound of the summer. This is going to go straight to the top of the charts. This is Banger Un Uno. Starts off slow. Give it, give it time. You say this summer hit? As all summer hits do, it kind of builds. It builds, you know, it's layers. Obviously some drums there kicking in. This is David's bit, you can hear it. Yeah, um, I'm gonna be honest, Emerald, this was mainly James. To be fair, I mean, I'm, I I, do not buy single. Well, I don't know about this. Wait, 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 my ears fit. Give me that dial. Um, so this is, yeah, what, what is this? Did you, I think you actually flicked the, the dial, uh, made it off to a different show or something. You dare to commit a fraud against Ofcom! I've just met you, Emerald, I don't know what you're talking about. Is that, I, I, what that is, Emerald, is that, that's actually, um, next door. That's next door, they just, no, they, they want my number. This is coming out of this device. You dare try and fool Ofcom by claiming that the work of Carly Rae Jepsen be your own? Uh, who? Sorry? Carly Rae Jepsen. Um... I have a tattoo of her on my... Yes, from leg up to lower back. She also do very poor radio show. And so I need to go and hunt her down after this. So I am very familiar with her. Right, okay. Uh, David, um, his ring's starting to glow there. Maybe you could uh, just... Uh... You know, um, uh, did you have anything to say? Well, I'm going to be honest, Emerald. I did not have faith in James's plot. Let's be honest. We're all friends here. It was a plot. It was a ploy. He tried to pull the wool over your eyes, Emerald. It didn't work. And you're angry. I can see I can see why you're angry. What are you doing, David? What is it? Sorry. Don't worry. What, what do you mean, don't worry? What are you, what, what are you a, doing? I've got a plan. Right. right. <laughs> hey, hey, obviously, it was a, it's a joke. It wasn't a joke. It was a deception. You know, he thought you were so stupid that he could just, you know, slow down a famous song and you'd think that it was, you know, an original bit of work. <laughs> oh, God. Such hubris, hubris, I know, Emerald. I can see it in your eyes. You're thinking hubris. Right. I think that's anger, David. I think that's what like, you think anger? anger. Yes. Well, yeah, he's, uh, his face is going very red. And as you say, that ring is starting to glow. But n never fear, Emerald. Put the ring away. There will be no perpetual essence oblivion for me and James today. Because here is an original piece of work made by yours truly during this radio show. This is a song. This is a song that was popular uh, in America about a couple of years ago. So this is just something that uh, James and I knocked up during one of the breaks. Uh, yeah, this is what we came up with, Emerald. Um, anyway, what's the uh, live recording, David? Yeah, yeah, this is a little live recording we did. Why that? Why is that cheering? Uh, well, well, so it'd be different from all the other stuff well, in the charts. Just, you know, the fans that we've got. Right, yeah. We, obviously, this is me and David speaking, right, David? Yeah, I mean, you're a big fan of the Isley Brothers, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. Why are we mentioning the Ivory Brothers, David? Well, 
Yeah, this is a little song that I wrote called Twist and Shout, um, and I just like to give a shout out to the Isley Brothers. This is a very famous up and coming song, David. I recognise this tune. Why did they say this was an original? Uh, good question, Emerald. Because what is original now? This is original. They, look, look, they're, just listen, just listen. That's obviously me singing. Obviously, we've put some sort of voice. James on the back, backing vocals. Manipulator on the voices there. Oh, yeah, Emerald. we did a little bit of that, but this is just. This is the kind of thing I can come up with on, just off the bat, you know? Yeah, it's obviously not a very famous band doing a cover of another very famous band live with a poor recording from the 60s. All recordings live, you know? You, you go into a recording booth, you just do it. Everything's yeah. live. I mean, what do you think, Emerald? It's a, it's a good one, right? Mm. It make my foot tap. Right. This good sign of quality of song. But if this is a cover, if this is a fake and you have fooled me, you will be sucked in to the ring. Sucked into oblivion. So that's the song Emerald. What do you think? I mean, it doesn't sound that familiar, does it? It sounds familiar. I need confirmation that you indeed did make this song. Right. Other than us saying, who can prove what, you know? It's, it's all good. Well, oh, good. I can see that as well as making the recording, you have made a uh, CD case. David, for why song. didn't you put the CD away? No, well, just yeah. Obviously, I, I, we're, we're big fans of artwork. Right. So here we go, Emerald. Is the yeah, uh, that's a CD case co cosplaying. That's why that looks like that. Mm, okay, let me just. Okay, I have the names: John Lennon, Paul McCartney, Ringo Starr, and George Harrison. They are song names. Okay, plausible. Why are they written underneath your faces? Uh, with arrows? I don't, I don't know. Just, you gotta live. Let me live. Live and let die is what I say. Do you? Well, live and don't let die, probably. Live and don't go to oblivion, that's what I say. Okay, I have studied your album artwork. I now need to compare this to the tattoo of your faces. No, I can't look at you. How do I not know that you've had reconstructive facial surgery? I would not remember. Wow, good point. Whereas this is good, solid, hard evidence on the CD case. I have good, solid, hard evidence on my tricep of what you look like. I make a comparison. I find out if same. If same, you have made Summer Smash hit. If different, you were going to oblivion. Okay. Checking tricep. Cross your fingers. Don't say that, he hasn't got any on that hand. Pictures match. Congratulations on your first chart topper. I did not realise it was top of the pops in here. What, what, are you, what are you talking about? You have made a fine tune. I believe it got straight to number one. Right, uh, what are you... You have fulfilled the requirements of the death chain letter. Ofcom is pleased. As the vessel which represents Ofcom in this room, I give you my thanks for creating the music. Uh, let's not twist and shout any longer. If you want to leave... I will just uh, send you email off my report to Ofcom. Oh, I, I have email. Okay. Oh, it says, I must create Summer Smash hit within one hour or I die. Emerald have no musical talent. Emerald must go. He need to sort out. Well, good luck to you, Emerald. He's, he left a kind of spark trail like uh, Freddy Krueger or something with that uh, with that tattoo gun. He did, yeah. yeah. Just record <sighs> that, you know, remix that. Yeah, it could be some sort of metal music, couldn't it? We're not going to die, David. We are not going to die, That's the headline James. here, David. What happened? What happened there? You see, James, if I can take you back to the beginning of the show... Yeah, sure, go ahead. Do you recall what we got in the post? Yeah, all that, all that fan mail. Exactly. The kisses. Yes. No, 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 not those. I mean, we did get those, but we also got the Beatles tattoos. Of course. You see? What does that mean? Well, what happened was, when Emerald first came in here... Did he collect them? Did he want no. to trade? No, 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 Emerald, no, 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 and it was just, you know, who's going to see right through it? Right. So what I did was I just dug up this, you know, old copy of a Beatles song. And then when Emerald came in and I slapped him on the back, I slapped the 
uh, the tattoos on his back. Right. And then luckily, somehow they managed to work their way down to his tricep. Because <laughs> obviously I'd put some spin on it when yeah, I slapped obviously. it. So they gradually sort of moved yeah, well, along. Yeah, well, way to fire up, kid. Yeah, and then um, when he looked to look at our faces, he saw the faces of, you know, all the Beatles. Well, yeah. minus Ringo, because he's on your back. Absolutely. And then um, he compared them to the CD case, thought it was us. Oh, God. Well, we're not going to die. It's time has stopped. We did a great show. We had a couple of guests. It's all gravy, David. What a time to be alive, James. What a time. We're going to have a hit single. What's that message on your phone there, David? Oh, what's that? Oh, Play a... us out with a voicemail. <laughs> this is probably EMI now trying to sign us up. What are you going to say, EMI? Hi, David. Yeah, it's me, uh, Paul McCartney, previous guest of uh, your show, and probably your personal icon i just wanted to ring up and say now that the uh, timer has most likely gone off on that um death chain letter i sent you um i did want to say i had a bit of umbrage actually with you both saying that john lennon was actually the best beetle and that's who you would have semi-permanently tattooed on your body uh, frankly, you know, I, c- I couldn't believe it. So rather than say anything, I thought I'd send you a death letter. Uh, so suck on that. I'm actually presuming, having met you both, that you weren't able to write a smash summer hit. Um, and now you're probably both dead. Now that I've thought about it, if you did open the letter, you're most likely dead now so really there's not much point me ringing up or leaving you this voice message uh well actually i've just got my own emails from i don't know who this is from someone called larry gibbons and it's uh it's kind of weird it's actually addressed to you david it says dear david and james because you didn't pay me aka gary aka larry I've just dropped you a death letter. I've never heard of him. I think he's just sent me my own death letter. Oh. Kind of wish John and George were still around or that I'd spoke to Ringo because I can really do with writing a song. The Quick Smart Comedy Show, devised and performed by David and James with Dan Davis and Bethan Highgate-Betts. Theme song by Karosh Oliver Floyd. For more information and content, visit soundcloud.com slash quicksmart and follow us on Twitter at quicksmartshow.com.